Hey, this is Mike Herrera. You're listening to Magnified Pod. This is a yelling podcast. From poking at you to plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MXPX. And we're back. Oh, uh, yeah. My name is Andrew. My name is John. Way to go. Yeah, I did it. It only took us 22 <laughs> episodes. We, we're finally nailing it, though. <laughs> yeah, we're finally getting it. After almost five months, yeah. we're almost getting into that groove. We've completed nearly the entire discography, <laughs> but I really think we're hitting our stride. <laughs> you know, it's something else that we haven't done is change the intro, because yeah. why? <laughs> who Who cares? We did mention this a while ago, and we did we our did. first impressions, that if folks have some clever way to include the self-titled release in our intro. You know, actually, um, Jason Hockney Zymet threw one my way uh, from Special Report to Self-Titled. That's pretty good. Because Special Report was the very first. It's true. It was like it came on the flexi disc in the the special edition that I didn't get. That's old (laughs) school. That's old school, man. That's old school. I want to hear some special report. Um, Be old school. Yeah, I still like our intro. Yeah. <laughs> so, in case I, anybody comes up with anything better, we, we like it. <laughs> yeah, we will pretend, even if it's like amazingly better, we're still going <laughs> to stick with this one. That's right. Because at this point, it's it'd be too weird to kind of yeah backtrack on an intro. Um, so we are recording this on November 7th. Um, so, you know, the day after the election, everything is normal in the country. Right. Everything's fine. Yeah. No big news or anything. Definitely. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) The president didn't follow last night by telling reporters that they were the enemy of the American people. He yeah. didn't then fire the attorney general. And no. Fast track. Uh, he also didn't tell a uh, black reporter that the question she was asking was, was racist. racist. Yeah. That definitely didn't I'm happen. I'm sure you understand that word, bro. Yeah. So if you are a white man holding the most powerful <laughs> office, arguably, in the world, mm-hmm. I don't think you are in the position to make assertions about racism because racism is inherently connected to structural elements right. and there there are elements of power involved within racism. Somebody can be bigoted right toward Trump, but structural racism and bigotry are inherently different things mm-hmm. and to to just repeat it over and over and over again that's just his mo to just keep saying the same shit over mm. and over and over until people just sort of like fuck fuck fine <laughs> yeah. okay just whatever just you know bully me out of out of the conversation yeah um <clears throat> so we will get into 
the politics. Yeah, that was just a little taste. Politics, schmalitics. That's right. Uh, but I want to kind of <laughs> discuss. Uh, so this episode probably is going to come out, well, certainly is going to come out after our episode with Brian Bouchelt. Double B. Double B. Um, Bremerton Bry 2.0. That's right. He's not the original Bremerton Bry. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, I wanted to just kind of talk about the the three-hour episode. <laughs> That's right, people. That we did for the self-titled record. Um, so I I think it is, is just, you know, it's in all fairness. I want to, I just want to be upfront. I think we've, we've established this relationship with you as the listener that we mm-hmm. want to be honest. Um, but yeah, by the end of that three hours, I was really fucked up. <laughs> um, Could you tell listeners? I don't know if you said you couldn't tell listening, listening back. back. It wasn't as bad as I expected that, it to yeah. be. <laughs> um, because Satan in the car drinking from the flask as, as I was. Yeah, Satan really tempted you that night. <laughs> he tempted me with drink <laughs> and uh, I, I acquiesced to his demands. <laughs> well, I think it made for great content. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. Well, I, including I think... you calling me a heartless piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I did do that. You sounded pretty clear headed at that moment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what hour we were in, I think sure. once, we, once we got past, well past the two hour mark, Yeah, I think is when I started hearing the shift in my own voice, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it, uh, for, for those who are concerned, the accommodations at mag magnified <laughs> studios West, um, kept me safe That's right. and I was not out. I was not out on the roads after, after that. It was funny because I told this to John, um, the next day, um, that, it was. It wasn't really until. It wasn't until after we finished recording, that I remember standing up and and saying, "Whoa!" <laughs> like I, because it like almost hit me. Yeah. Like right after, and I was like, "This is. This <laughs> is not going to work. This is not going to work. This isn't good." Um. So, yeah. I. I, I guess. That that whiskey sneaks up on you when you can't exactly see how much you're that's drinking true. from the flask. That's that's the danger of Satan's flask. <laughs> that's, that's a can we start a band called Satan's Ooh. Flask? Yeah, man, I'm definitely in. That that sounds that sounds punk as fuck. Satan's flask. <laughs> Take off the lid and take a sip. Is this the moment where we should mention Thorsh? Um, 100%. <laughs> I keep meaning to bring this up. Yeah. Thorsh is the band of one of our buddies from college, uh, and they were, I don't know, what would you call them? Metal? Certainly metal. I don't know if there's a particular um, I would say I would say they, ha- they had elements of thrash. Yeah. Um, 
maybe maybe a death some death metal. Yeah. I wouldn't I don't know if I would call them metalcore, but I think they would they'd fell more in the uh um the thrash and and maybe death metal. Uh, especially with the the titles of their songs, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, "Thrash You Die," mm-hmm. um, "Blood Filled Memories," sure, "Kill the Silence," <laughs> "Unmourned." These are my favorite record. Was "Children of the Thorsh." "Children of the Thorsh." "Battle." "Children uh, of the Parentheses Thorsh. Battle Cry." Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I bring them up because to this day, when I do like a voice i always think of thorsh and um how they played with pod a couple times um anyway our buddy cooper really held it down there's one song in particular we were listening to the other day that is burned in my memory from college of, was it uh, was it children of the thorsh or which? yeah i think it was because they the, talk about the different elements that they are <laughs> fire fire they, each of the band members is a different element and one of them is traffic control <laughs> element uh traffic control Anyway, should we, we should, <laughs> I think we need to hear a little yeah, after. Well, I think we, I, I also want to share that in 2003, the summer that I met Dana, when mm-hmm. we were working at a camp together. Summer of love, as summer, said. That's, it was the summer of love. Um, so I was a camp counselor for a bunch of, it was at a Christian camp and, um, in my cabin, Lakeside Five represent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I would, I chose to wake up the children every morning. The children of the Thorsh. The, tr- the children of the Thorsh. I, instead of, you know, a regular alarm or being like, good morning, children. The <laughs> Lord loves you today. <laughs> that would be worse. <laughs> that would be terrifying, actually. I decided to uh, put my Thorsh CD into yes. my boombox press play and let this be their alarm clock I feel it coming (laughs) so great (laughs) those drums are good The slaps. Oh man. It's uh it's been a little while since we have featured friends bands or <laughs> You're welcome children. <laughs> Time to praise play um we, yeah this is our buddy Coop Dizzle um alright <laughs> I was gonna say it's been that, a little while that song's called Metal Beast of course um it's been a little while since we've featured it's been a while it's been a while since we've featured um listener band submissions that's uh, true we are always <laughs> ready to receive those yes so if you had a fantastic this. Christian punk band back in the day or metal or metal or anything. Yeah, as we said in the last episode, we we do not uh, we do not um, 
discriminate. You know, we'll take your your Nickelback cover bands if you we, are so inclined. <laughs> yes, and and if you do send us your uh, Nickelback cover band, we might we might discuss them in our future Nickelback podcast. <laughs> Look at that potograph. Oh, man, can I tell one really? <laughs> I feel like we're three. Like stories, yeah. <laughs> side we have, stories along. We, we're very, we're, this is a very layered intro. Yeah, this is just going to be really quick. Uh, I think it was from yeah, my, we, we, <laughs> we're known we, for we're brevity, known for brevity. <laughs> just like MXPX. Um, we, yeah, this is the Aaron Sprinkle of podcasts. It's kind of like, it's like, oh, you know, we want to keep a nice brief, you know, 50 minute punk record. Yeah. Let's layer in some more effects here for this story. Um, I, in college, it was somebody's birthday. <laughs> That's right. It was somebody's birthday, and we went to this bar, and um, nobody was in there except for the band that was playing, who was a Creed cover band, called My Own Prison. Oh, my God. And <laughs> that is simultaneously <laughs> humiliating and amazing. <laughs> I think it might have been my birthday. There was literally nobody there except for the band. What and year was this? Two thousand. Four, three. How can you be a cover band of a band that's like actively like that? Would, they were huge. Man. Yes, but they, at the same time that they're already <laughs> playing, that's um, that's weird. It is weird. But we walked in and they were the lead singer from the stage said, "You guys like Creed?" And we all went, "No," <laughs> and then proceeded <laughs> to listen answer. to them. So anyway, Creed cover bands, Nickelback cover bands, send in your your MP3s. That's amazing. <laughs> What were we talking about? Let's see. Um, what were we talking about? Talking about <laughs> Thorsh. Yes. Metal. I don't know how we got there to begin with, but I don't. I don't remember either. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I think maybe we were talking about the episode that we were discussing. <laughs> sure. And who, oh, you know what? Maybe that that's a. Uh, Talking about other people's bands, maybe it's a good time to transition to some uh, voicemails. About our last episode, um, because we have a little bit of a uh, controversy, mm. if you will. Um, about uh, the Halloween candy that we are enjoying. Uh-oh. What's up, my dude? your boy Danny Stairs. Um, the pod. Uh, I would say John's definitely wrong about the Starburst. Pick is 100% top. You know, nothing gets better than a fake Starburst. Wet, maybe even a close second, but probably more of a distant second, honestly. So uh, that's all I got for you now. I'm sure I'll have more. Bye. So, Dan, Danny Stairs calling out your preference for the Red Starburst. I remember you were, like, taken aback uh, through your drunken stupor <laughs> that I said red was obviously the best one and that pink was the second. And you are like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, we got to assess this. Yeah, pink is, pink Starburst is cl- a clear, a clear winner. I don't know. I, I ride red all the time. <laughs> If you have a strong feeling, pink or red, you let us know. Yeah. We're going to do our top three Starburst flavors in the next step. 
and yellow is last. Yeah, yellow is definitely last. We can agree on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do have some voicemails from Danny Leary from MXPX Memes, mm-hmm. who had a handful of takes. But this might also be a good time to let people know um, that we appreciate any and all voicemails. Yeah. But keep in mind that this, I just learned this, there's a three minute limit. <laughs> so we got one that's longer than three minutes? Well, we we did, but. Um, three I think, hour, a three minute voicemail for a three hour pod. That exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you can leave as many as you want. <laughs> Uh, just know that at the three minute mark, uh, Google says, uh, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> so I, I wish it wasn't the case. I tried to find a setting <laughs> that made it longer, but that, that didn't. Um, but also Danny had some, uh, there were some issues with, uh, the audio in one of his voicemails. Daniel Starrett over here. <laughs> Burn notice. Yeah. Uh, no, so there were some issues with, um, like, the audio cut out, so we had to call back and re-record the message, so you'll hear part of that. But this first one um, is, well, actually, I don't remember what it is, so we'll just listen and find out. Hey, guys, it's Danny. Uh, I was calling because I haven't even finished the three-hour pod yet, uh, pod yet for the 2018 album, but I just finished listening to the discussion about 2020 Hindsight, and I wanted to call and uh, give my thoughts on it, especially since it was my news outlet that broke the story that the song is about ICE, or that's at least what Mike said. It's exclusive. So, the, the, the main sticking point, and I felt the same way as Andrew did, is, is that second verse. It's like, the first verse is so clear. It's so obviously about uh, someone being taken away from ICE and being deported to a country that they've never actually lived in. So that's that's just like... If Mike was being truthful, then it's useful to think that the that's exactly what the song's about from the beginning part. But then the second part is like, is like, here's my pep talk, you got the song law, show them how hard you can fight. It's like, are we telling the people, the victims of ICE that you got to fight this on your own? But that's weird if that was the case. But I thought about it while you guys are talking about it, and I, I'm, I'm thinking that that second verse is actually like a pivot narratively from being about the person who's been deported by ICE to possibly like all of us, like, or maybe Mike himself, like, it's, it's, or it might be even a little bit more like obscure than that. It might be a little bit of everything. I, I don't think that second verse is clearly one point of view at like the first verses basically so it's like we got that it's like show them how hard you can fight i started to think is that talking about the guy who's being deported by ice or is that possibly the the country who doesn't want to see this policy being in place and it's all of us fighting to to put the put the country back into a place we felt like it was going before everything sort of went shit crazy like it has the last couple of years. So I don't know. It's, it's still, this is just, you know, a basic idea. And then, 
Yeah, I'm going to call back because I think it's different. So, what do you think? I think it's a fair point. We sort of posited that idea. We we sort of posited the the 2020 hindsight part being from maybe a Trump voter, right? Um, who felt like they got duped in that the hindsight was you know they were like well now i know and you know fool me once kind of situation yeah i think i was saying like maybe it's the kind of thing even generally you look at like as a country or as a policy this kind of thing seems like a good idea and then in retrospect you're like maybe that wasn't maybe that was a knee-jerk reaction and actually not the best way to deal with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably correct. Yeah. Um did you happen to see that video that I sent about the I watched a little bit and I was just like it was too rough. I can't <laughs> yeah, fully deal with this right now, <laughs> but you should talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, this was uh maybe back in September. I think it was the Atlantic, wasn't it? That released Sounds right. Um, a little uh, story following one mom and her son who were separated at the border and he was being kept in a cage and she didn't see him for weeks and um, so she was able to get out because of one particular immigration lawyer who helped her. And this was one mother and one child. This was just one case of many right. of the families who are going through this. And the boy is, I think, <clears throat> is maybe six years old. His name is Henry. And he was eventually out and... You know, and they were talking about kind of the trauma that he was going through and how his mom was noticing how he changed. And this one particular scene in the video was him just in tears, crying, saying like he wants to go back to the prison because she doesn't love him anymore. And yeah. And he was just like, it was just that he felt betrayed by her because he thought she did this to him. Right. And, and this is, and they, so both of these people like left, she talked about how back in, I think she was from Honduras. No, no, I can't remember where she was coming from now. Um, but she was talking about how she was being threatened and threatened at what gunpoint and right. and so she's like had to make a choice and she's like, Did I make the right choice? Did I what did I do to my son? Is this and I think this is no matter what um what's what's her name? Uh Kristen um who's the head of Homeland Security. Yeah. Um, you know, something that she said, they are 
indignant when people suggest that this is the plan to discourage people from coming here by doing this sort of horrible detaining of children. Right. Um, and they're like, how dare you? Of course we don't want to do this, but, you know, I think this is probably part of some Republicans and some right wing people would probably say, hear this story about this mom being like, did I do the right thing and see that as a victory? Mm-hmm. You know, we traumatized one child and one mom and, you know, questioning whether or not they should do this. They might think, oh, good. Now, if it's giving them pause, maybe these right. people who are fleeing violence won't come here if they know that we're locking their babies in cages, literal babies, you know. Um, but it's, it's, and it, people, this, it's still happening. There are people who, whose children have not been reunited. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and there've been recent stories where they're like, they just discovered, oh, we found more right. kids that we thought we knew where most of them were, but oops, no, we've, we discovered that we didn't know where some were right. at this point. Uh, yeah. Kristen Nielsen is the name oh, of that's right. the person behind that bad policy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, bad is kind of understatement, Evil. <laughs> understatement of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the Atlantic that did that video, by the yeah. way, if What's people want to go check it, it out and be depressed and, um, inspired to act it is called how trump's family separation traumatized children yep and so what is, i mean they're they're just sort of like short mini docs right uh, they're like like 10 to 15 minutes or something like that but um also hearing henry talk about his experience mm-hmm. was like he there was a boy who was with him, who was cold right. and he was like trying to get another blanket for the boy because he didn't want to see the boy be cold and shivering and he didn't, cause he didn't want him to get sick. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. like this, it's yep. just, this is <laughs> it's like evil. this, this kid is, and he's a sweetheart kid. And I right. think about, what did we do to yeah. him? Yeah. And for what? Right. You know, like this is a good natured, good hearted boy. Right. If that's his instinct to like want to help and nurture somebody else who is in need. Right. You yeah. Know, most little kids are like that defaulting to being good hearted. Yeah. Until they find a reason to be right. Totally. cynical and jaded and harmed yeah. psychologically. Um, so that's that voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like I needed yeah, to, yeah, yeah. since we're talking about it and sure. this episode is going to be more heavily politics than usual. Um, strap in everybody. Strap it in. <laughs> that, sure. <laughs> that didn't, that didn't. Anyway, we'll just go into the, this is the uh, Danny, uh, doing a second part of the voice, re-recording one of his voicemails because it messed up. Hi, okay. I'm going to try this one more time. Okay. <clears throat> and then on your second point about why the music video is just kind of like a 
colorful cartoon sort of vapid lyric video and they didn't go for something deeper I thought about it and I was thinking like maybe it's kind of a subversion to do that because it's I mean just look at everyone's reaction to the song in general like it doesn't seem like anybody figured out it was a political song about immigration right like nobody put that together so maybe that's the idea maybe the idea to like make it just seem like a fun happy bright song from the actual tune to to the music video because maybe the idea is that mike is kind of putting that idea into the heads of people that listen to their music that might be against that concept i mean i had this theory for my whole life when it came to crystalina and how i thought the line about she happens to like boys was some sort of like low-key subversion to homophobia on a Christian record label in 1996, but now I've recently thought maybe that wasn't ever his intention, and so maybe now he's, Mike was actually trying to do something like that, but in a, in a very planned way from the video to the song to everything, and the little bit of proof or an example, a similar example I can give is the English Beat have their song Twist and Crawl, which is seemingly a very vapid song about the twist and crawl, like everyone danced to the twist and crawl, and then all of a sudden halfway through the song, the lyrics just totally change and they're singing Stand Down Margaret because it's an anti-Margaret Thatcher song. So it's like they put this, they took, they, and they purposely wanted radio stations to play it like it was just a dance song, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they start playing a complete, uh, singing a completely in your face and a you know, political message. So maybe there's something there. I'm not sure, but that's what I'm trying to piece together now that we might know what it's actually about. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking. Magpod for life. <laughs> we will accept that even if it's said with resignation. <laughs> no, I, Magpod for life. No, I, uh, I had texted with him after, after I got that and listened to it. And I, lulled a lot and it's because he had like had done a number a of, of voicemails and one didn't record properly and then he did another one as sort of a false start and then, so i think he was like was his enthusiasm draining <laughs> yes and i didn't Magpod for life i didn't blame i didn't blame him but i thought it was still really hilarious yeah it's like so <laughs> defeated Magpod for life well thanks for Keeping on Danny. Yeah, at least, think, at least he uh, said it, unlike some other Dannys hmm, that hmm. listen. Um, yeah, I think that he, I, my we, dog. We need, we need to just, we, the, the elephant in the room is the dog in the room because. <laughs> she sounds Har- like an elephant. Harriet um, is making all the adorable little grunty, grunt, grunting noises. She's been snoring, and then when you said her name just now, she opened her eyes a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, uh, she's looking adorable. She farted earlier. I don't know if you smelled that, but it was tough. <laughs> I didn't. Um, so anyway, <laughs> this is the weekly Harriet segment, Harriet yes. Potter. Yeah. Um, we need to have a the Harriet, the Harriet Potter. <laughs> there you go. That's terrible. That's a uh, special Patreon bonus <laughs> up coming your way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Danny, I think that is a good point. It, it might be the case that he didn't want to call a lot of attention to it in an overtly political way. I know the English beat, but not super well, so I, that was a cool reference. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to go listen to that. Yeah, I mean, I I do I do like the subversive idea of a of a Kristalina song um being low key, you know, pro gay song like 20 some years ago, but yeah. I I don't um yeah, I I think you're probably assuming correctly that that probably wasn't his intention. <laughs> we talked about, he talked about that on the life in general episode. I think, I think so. Cause we, we raised this before. Um, yeah, I think I sort of thought that might be what he was saying too, but was never totally. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm wondering if like how sub, I don't know, maybe this is the point of subversion and subversive songs and art for people to, but isn't it at some point the idea for subversive things to be somehow like for people to become aware of the subversiveness? Sure. Like if everybody is like, Oh, this song's like really cool. It should be the first song, and it's actually right. a really dark uh, song about ice. I mean, yeah. at what point is the subvers the subversion like? It's, it's kind of self defeating right. if it's not getting really, in the way of yeah. get, if the 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 vagueness of the song is getting in the way of the message. Right. Perhaps he never meant it to be. Totally obvious, or maybe I don't know. Mike, uh, leave us a voicemail. Yeah, eight seven two seven six two four seven six three. That's eight seven two seven Magpod. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also last week, John, or not last week? I guess at this point, it'd be a couple episodes ago. Sure. On our, we'll just say the self-titled ep. We were calling out, um. <laughs> Harriet, oh my God, it's out of control. <laughs> it's out of control. Um, <laughs> we were calling out uh, Saskatchewan, oh uh, yeah, and Canada for the listeners. The sketch, the cat, the, the sketch. Uh, so we got a voicemail from our boy CJ up in Saskatchewan. He had a couple thoughts, also alerting us to the fact that we have a three-minute limit on our voicemail. So. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, thought I'd give you a shout. It's shout. Uh, CJ here. Love it. Uh, some people call me Funk. Uh, my name's also Chris. I go by CJ or Chris or Funk, whatever. Um, I thought it was time I'd give you a ring because uh, all the shout outs to Saskatchewan. That's right. He said it differently. I'm listening from Saskatchewan. I like you guys' show. Um, I don't know anyone else. Well, who's listening from Saskatchewan? I mean, I'm not saying there's not other people listening here from here, but you know what I'm saying. I, I, calling I, us I don't liars? know anyone else who's listening from here, but I'm sure there's more. So what we need to do then? Sketch meetup. Sketch meetup. Got to get that that Magpot Saskatchewan meetup. I mean, I'm sure that's a small area that everybody can just. <laughs> it's not like it's a giant territory or anything. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think. All the sketchers out there should should arrange this meeting and then uh, let us the, know about the it. The Magpod Sketchers. That's right. <laughs> I would go up there. That's pretty cool that uh, that's going on. Um. So yeah. Um. 
not much to say. I know I haven't uh I haven't been uh answering the question of the week anywhere lately. But uh oh yeah, I did wanna say uh, I've been an MXPH fan since uh nineteen ninety nine probably. Um I first heard Party My House be there and uh was like, What the heck is this? And I loved it and um I think I bought Let It Happen. Right. And then I bought Buffalo sometime after that. Got hooked in my band, Chinese Hardware, played a lot of MXPX. Right now. We, well, we didn't like playing covers that much, but we, we did it occasionally. We'd open a show with a cover or something. And, um, yeah, oh, yeah, here's something funny. Um, I'm wondering if Andrew, like, obviously, Andrew, you must be a PXPX Club fan member, right? I am. Because, but maybe not, because here's something funny. I on the on the Kickstarter I all I ordered was the plush doll mm-hmm. and it came with the digital download. That's all I all I got on the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And uh plush dolls came in, I got mine within a week, um which I thought was pretty awesome. Then when the vinyl came in and they said they were starting to ship the vinyl, I'm like, I'm gonna check out the MXPX store. So I go to the website check it out they had some on there but they said oh you'll only get vinyl if you pre-order um before it comes in and before all that because we're only ordering enough for yada yada yada, right 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 right. well it was on the store so i'm like i'll try ordering one i did signed vinyl i did uh the photo book which they also said was only going to be printing as many as were pre-ordered um i got a t-shirt a couple other things so i did not even put mine on the uh on the kickstarter I ordered it, and I got it within, like, two weeks. And I'm up in Canada, Jasmine, I mentioned that. And uh, I got mine before you. Uh, I had the vinyl on my All right. There's glee in his voice. So this is where the voicemail ends, but it ends at a, a, good, a good point because... You're so mad. We need... This was fucking news to me. Yeah. John... So what he is telling me, mm-hmm. he didn't do any of the Kickstarter stuff. No. I mean, this is, he's kind of blowing this thing wide open. <laughs> this is, we've said previously, we've s- this is a conspiracy. <laughs> this thing goes all the way to the top. It goes all AKA the way to Tom Chichilla. It goes all the way to Tom Chichilla. It goes all the way to Canada. <laughs> That's right. You know, there are friendly neighbors to the north. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe because they're up in Bremerton, they rub elbows with Canada. Mm. They're like, uh, I don't know, they're just, you know, just tossed over the border. Swapping vinyls. They're swapping vinyls. They're swapping maple leaves. Free healthcare and smoking all that legal weed. (laughs) Yeah, right. God damn it. So when I heard this, I was like... So okay, well here he he continues after he he this picks up where his his. Okay, I got cut off. You guys did not say there was a voicemail uh, time limit. It's CJ here again, and uh, maybe there's not. Maybe my earbuds are screwed, so maybe none of this is being recorded. But <laughs> I just thought I'd finish my my thing. If it, if it doesn't work, I'm gonna try this again because I thought it was funny. I I ordered the vinyl and the photo book and some other stuff after they started shipping the vinyl. I didn't even pre-order it on the Kickstarter, and I got mine like at least three weeks before 
before, uh, at least before Andrew got his. And so I thought that was funny. And I, I thought maybe it's because I'm a PXPX fan member and you're not. I don't know. Maybe they get priority somehow. Nope. That is but not the reason. Like 14 bucks a year, so who wouldn't be part of the fan club? That's a anyway, good question. Um, just thought I'd, you know. Rub it in? Uh, let you laugh with me on that one. Oh, LOL. And, uh, yeah, keep it up, guys. Make lots of life. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, well, he saved himself with that. <laughs> so what he's telling me is I could have gone on to the MXPX store uh-huh. and ordered that shit, like, months ago and saved myself all of the bitching and moaning and complaining. <laughs> it wouldn't have made for as good of content, though. Well, I'm glad my misery <laughs> made for the good content. That's right. Um, yeah. Well, I, I have something to say to Tom Chichilla. Y'all blow. <laughs> Solid. Um, yeah, I remember us talking about the CDs, and I was like, they're not going to sell them at shows and stuff. You right. Said, no, they're only going to make. This is This is what I thought. And maybe they called it Audible. And they sure. were like, you know what? Maybe maybe they were surprised by the success of the Kickstarter and they needed to make then they pivot made a pivot and they're like, Nope, we're we wanna make this more available. Um but something that I did see in the m- recent Kickstarter updates is that there's a bunch of shit that people haven't claimed. Mm. And it seems that at some undisclosed time, some stuff is going to be going up onto the MXPX merch arsenal store. All right. So... Is anybody being sent to any MXPX podcasts? <laughs> some, say, for example, somebody who's poured you know, hours into a labor of love... John, I think we can write off any chance of getting any bones thrown thrown our way because yeah. if what CJ is telling us is true, yeah, and I always trust the sketcher. Yeah, we always. I'm I'm more likely to trust a Canadian than I am um, Tom Chichilla at this point, considering um, how much shade. He's thrown at both of us. It's true. Whatever, uh, whether it's in jest or not, um, (laughs) we we can throw plenty of shade as well. So, um, well, that's a fascinating revelation, CJ. Yep. Thank you for sharing it. (laughs) I'm Um. so now that I have Daniel Starrett's voice on my computer forever. (laughs) I can. It's like a wacky morning zoo crew up in here. <laughs> it is. It's gonna be. It, I'm gonna use it at my discretion. I so. did not have sex with that woman. Boing. Y'all blow. <laughs> um, Bill Clinton <laughs> blows. Yeah. Because <laughs> blowjobs. I mean, that's a solid one. Yep. Negative comedy points. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, nothing like nothing like relevant Bill Clinton jokes. Yeah, love him. Uh, you, you guys like you guys like jokes from 1996. Yeah, I do. I like bands from 96. Yeah, me too. Speaking of the 90s, have you um, have you seen that uh, uh, CNN 
like mini series about the nineties on Netflix. I've heard about this. Yeah. It's, uh, so I've watched the first few episodes. The first two were about TV. And then the third one was about music and kind of highlighting a lot of, they didn't cover as, I mean, they really covered a lot more of the mainstream stuff. So they covered, um, MXPX. They covered MXPX. They covered Slick Shoes, of course. It was mostly about tooth and nail. Chinese hardware. <laughs> they, they they really focused on the uh, Saskatchewan punk scene in the 90s. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess I should have. I buried the lead because I interviewed CJ Funk for <laughs> oh, yeah, this, right. for this weird. interview. Um, no, but, you know, they, they're talking about Nirvana. They talked about... Um, like from moving from the eighties, they Def Leppard. They didn't mention what? Def Leppard. They the they talked about Poison. They mm. talked about Warrant. Mm. Uh, Do they all have two arms? <laughs> they they did not. Mm. They they pretty much Rick Allen us. They just like <laughs> chopped off. Yeah, you know they. So yeah, they they were just, just talking about how kind of going in from this vapid 80s mm-hmm. hair metal into the 90s when adrenalize came out when adrenalize came <laughs> it was a game changer and everybody was like holy shit it's let's so get authentic rocked. and real it's <laughs> stripped down yeah it's and but yeah i uh it's interesting i would recommend if you guys want to have a little bit of that 90s nostalgia mm-hmm. and check it out um any what, more voicemails we don't have any more voicemails at the moment. Leave us one of those. Leave us one of those. Uh, should we get into the QOT dubs? You know, briefly? there are a handful of people that I feel like uh, we need to call out for being <laughs> active on, <laughs> you know, on our Instagram and not. You know, not ever leaving voicemails. Maybe the phone is not not their thing. We should set up a text number. <laughs> Isn't that just called Instagram? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I mean, come on. That's so we're get. We just I, we just want to get more more of the uh, the interactions. We we just we love. Uh, talking with you guys and kind of having the conversation. So, um, you know, I'm looking at you shirt size, small, I'm looking at you, April, you know, come on, get your shit together. Sierra, Sierra, Benji, Martin. Come on guys. Let's, let's get with those voicemails. I'm chat. Yes. I am chastising you. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Is the best way to engage with yeah. listeners. I mean, y'all blow. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome <laughs> back to Magnified Bud. Yeah. Um, we should mention yeah. Yeah. our most recent yes. question of the week. The question of the week, which we're actually not going to be doing on this app. Not yet. Because we feel like it's going to take folks some time to maybe <laughs> digest it, think about it, and, and decide whether or not they want to participate. Yeah. Get through that episode in which we covered our top ten, which yeah. was... I know. Not the shortest one we've done. You know, especially especially since this week's episode came out two days ago from when right. we're recording. And, yeah. you know, people are not really going to be 
even getting to the end of the episode where we where we discuss it. So, but you got to hang on for the end because we do, in fact, go through our top ten MXPX proper studio albums. We did get we we did get one detractor on Twitter who is who said, um, I think you meant to say, and then he gave his his top ten. Ah. Um. So, anyway. Well, yeah, that's a it's a big ask, but uh, we we're very curious to see. We love how, big uh, asks around here. <laughs> we do, and the we bigger the better. Cannot lie, and we want to know what other. We're all about uh, those bremolos. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, full circle. That's right. Like like a big ask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we want to know what uh, PXPXers out there, uh, how your rankings compare to ours. Yep. And why you're wrong, you know, that sort of right. thing. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the t- my tone has taken a <laughs> <Aggressive>. big, <laughs> a big shift in the Fuck last, everybody in the there. last two minutes. <laughs> um, if you like the show, um, I hate you. <laughs> let me just take a moment to apologize to all our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Some soothing apology music. Exactly. Um, yeah, just I just I just want to say right now <laughs> that's great that uh, I didn't mean what I said. Um, and okay, <laughs> that reminds me of like some sort of Conan sketch we've talked about. Conan speaking O'Brien? of the nineties, uh, late oh, night. Yeah, I don't remember Conan. what sketch I'm talking of, but talking about that just now reminded me of. <laughs> Not cool, Zeus. Do you remember that one? <laughs> that was a great one. Is it? Uh, was that? Was that probably one of the satellite TV? It was ones? one of the channels. Yeah, called Not Cool Zeus, and it was Zeus <laughs> getting up to various hijinks, and somebody would go, "Not cool, Zeus." Um, anyway, that, sorry. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, the inappropriate. <laughs> Very similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the Conan, <laughs> old school Conan O'Brien sketch fans. That's right. We, uh, we, John and I have a mutual friend from college who is, was, and is a big Conan head. Yep. And you could always count on her to get the deepest of Conan cuts, the yep. deepest of references. She now runs a whole website and well, yeah, she, social media channels well, about that's the late thing that she, yeah, she started the late night archives to have because she's been like compiling every single episode from all of the series his from late night to the tonight show to to now but mostly she's been working on trying to get all the old episodes <laughs> and literally after she bought the domain like cuz she's been working on this and has been trying wanting to just have this place for Conan fans to have like every single episode she bought the domain and started like hyping it like I feel like it was like almost immediately after that Conan and the team announced that they would be doing just that by sometime early next year and so I was like poor Betsy it's tough it's it's it, it felt like a kind of a, a you know a little blow to her yeah so anyway. you know what else uh took a blow last night <laughs> not bill clinton not nah. but 
the, the um, Trump administration's agenda. Yeah. Should we get into politics briefly here? We should, we should, just briefly. Um, good transition, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, I know that I'm I'm normally the one that throws Mails down the transition, but, but I but I do appreciate that good mm-hmm. transition. I'm, I'm not going to step on it. Um. Yeah. So mixed mixed feels um, about. Uh, last night for me, I, I was genuinely hoping for, I mean, I'm obviously there was the, there were some things that were expected. Mm -hmm. There was the expectation that the Democrats would take back the house. Mm -hmm. They did. They were not expected to take back the Senate. They didn't. Um, but, um, there were some races that I think the nation was watching that were kind of big, like the big races that, I mean, everybody has their own races in their own states that everybody was kind of like uh, paying attention to that they were excited about or vest invested in. Um, but I think everybody was looking at the Beto, the Beto O'Rourke, Ted Cruz Senate race in Texas and the Andrew Gillum and Ron DeSantis race for governor in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, obviously it's, it's just science that Ted Cruz is a slimy piece of shit. (laughs) Sure. Big fan of the show, but big, big fan still. of the show, big fan of the show, but you know, sorry, sorry, Ted. Um, we're, we're, we're Beto heads over here. Mm-hmm. Um, punk, he's a punk, he's a punk guy. So got to show him a little love. It's true. Um, and in a state as big as Texas for it to be so close. Yeah. Um, and, for Beto to give Cruz that much of a run for his money, I was yep. pretty impressed. And watching it flip back and forth all night yeah. was giving me such anxiety. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, you're right that there weren't really any surprises necessarily. Um I, Andrew Gillum was a surprise. I was, was expecting Florida. I was expecting him to win. That that was, I mean, if I'm, I don't know, maybe I was being naive. I was expecting both uh, Beto and Gillum yeah. to win. Uh, I was more expecting Gillum to win right. Florida because I thought the polling was showing him ahead of right. DeSantis. Um, of course, all polling has a, mar- a little bit of a margin of error, and this race was hella close. Yeah, super uh, close. Yeah, and especially since uh, DeSantis is a also um, garbage garbage human, <laughs> not and, a racist, but the racists think he's racist, yeah. <laughs> according to Gillum, which yes. is a good observation slash burn. Yeah, yeah, um, he's he's <laughs> Harriet, Harriet has, agrees. Harriet is is up in arms about it. Yeah, I. So here's the thing, though. While I, Gillum and O'Rourke, 
are not going anywhere. They, so I compared them to um, while he didn't win the primary, he uh, like O'Rourke and Gillum, these guys that galvanized a lot of people. Uh, it was like um, in in Illinois, we had Daniel Biss, mm-hmm. who was running in the Illinois primary for governor. And he was a a state senator, and um, he was a is su- a super progressive guy, and not people didn't know him at all. And he came out of nowhere, ran an amazingly progressive and populist campaign, and going up against J.B. Pritzker. Who a billionaire who just spent the most money in history on um, the a gubernatorial campaign, right? Um, and Chris Kennedy, yes, a Kennedy, a Kennedy, <laughs> um, who also has some money. Sure, uh, Biss wasn't taking any corporate money; he was all small donors, and he. He reminded me in a lot of ways. He reminded me of Obama in this his way of speaking, his very measured tone that he had these sort of like pregnant pauses where he was thinking about what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just such a gentle guy. He's he's the uh, he was he's the Newt Scamander of <laughs> politics. I could see him being he's, a Gryffindor, but uh, I'll, uh, you know Hufflepuff he's, could make sense I, I, too. He's he could be a Ravenclaw. Sure, he's a he's. I mean, he's a math. He was a math professor. Um, not so Slytherin. Not he's Slytherin. He's not Slytherin. Not Slytherin. Eh? <laughs> this could Very do well. well. In Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. But Biss went up against these super rich guys, and while he lost to JB in the primary, he beat Kennedy. Yeah, and you know this this is a guy who had zero name recognition, and I think what people this is showing people is that they're starving for authenticity. And people who actually are listening to them. Totally. And who are not. People people in general, when they're not entirely, entirely political hacks who only care about whether there's an R or a D next to the name. Right. Um, but, you know, people can detect when somebody is inauthentic or in, in, full, in full shit, you know. Yep. And... I think this is, you know, one of the reasons that, you know, people, I mean, of course, women are in politics are always going to be judged more harshly, but it was always one of the criticisms of Hillary Clinton is that people always felt like she never seemed authentic, Mm -hmm. but you know, for whatever that's worth, I I think she was, she is always the, the stick by what she is, is measured is, I mean, she's never going to win, um, against because she she's for whatever reason is one of the most harshly judged politicians ever. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if she has done a good job on anything or has, is one of the most accomplished women in politics. Right. She's always going to be, um, you know, 
just as to some people, she's always just going to be the worst. Right. Um, but you know, you and I, we live in different districts. It's true. Um, what were you, what were you watching last night? It was an exciting night for my district, district six here, Illinois. Uh, we went blue for the first time in nearly 50 years. What? That's right. Who, uh, Sean Caston, baby. Sean, I didn't know that was your district. <laughs> That's my boy. Oh, Fuck Roscombe. <laughs> yes. I didn't know he was your district. Dude, that's amazing. We, uh, can you, can you bake, break down uh, Peter Roscombe? I can. Uh, here's my impression of Peter Roscombe. Uh, get it? Because he doesn't talk to people. Is that what you meant? <laughs> no, his whole thing is like... Sick. <laughs> yeah, sick, sick burn. burn. Um, we moved out to the suburbs several years ago into this district. Sellout. I know, big time. And uh, yeah, it's a long story. Suburban home, suburban home. <laughs> we moved out here to be closer to my wife's work. Anyway, long story. The point is, um, first time I've ever been represented by a Republican... I was like, well, I'm going to at least have some uh, meetings with this guy, get involved in local political groups, uh, only come to learn that he never meets with people. He's never had a town hall meeting. Um, he only does these tele-town halls. We have to call into a number, and it's clearly people who've been pre-screened and approved. And um, yeah, he's just the worst. He doesn't ever interact with anybody. Um and uh, he was at this conference that I happened to attend last year. Um, he was like giving this keynote address, and I was like, "What is this guy even doing here?" It was like a marketing conference for nonprofits, so I don't know what he was thinking. But they were accepting questions from the audience, and I got in line. I was ready to be like, "Oh, it's good to actually uh, be able to ask you a question, Congressman, since uh, you are my congressman, and I'm not able to do that." And I was expecting them to be like, "Oh." But just as I was getting psyched up to ask, uh, this woman came up and said, he's not taking any more questions. And I said, okay. And I sat down. And then he took more questions that were like, you're so great, Congressman. And I was oh like, my this God. Is... So anyway, that's the type of dude he is. And he is now out. Yeah. Um, Sean Caston, who's a, a green energy guy, big on climate change, uh, beat him by six points, yep. which was unexpected. But... Um, Tilting Democratic the last few weeks. Um, Can we just run down um, some of Roscombe's greatest hits? Please. Um, In 2006, Roscombe called climate science junk science. Yeah. Uh, He received an NRA endorsement for being a supporter of gun rights. Cool. And he was a featured guest at an NRA support rally for him in Addison, Illinois. Dan Starr was probably there. (laughs) Oh, shit. Calling (laughs) him out. Um, so he's against Obamacare. Um, he's the worst. It says that to you, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. It's a and section called the yes. worst. Yes. He is the worst on, on, you can go, uh, to Wikipedia <laughs> and there's a section where it just says he's the worst. He's against same sex marriage. He's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's garbage. Yep. Um, so see ya, <laughs> Roscom. So that was exciting. Also the Illinois 14th, which is one district over from me, traditionally Republican district as well. Yep. Um, went blue, a young black woman, uh, Lauren Underwood. Yes. Took that district. Boom. Also very exciting. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like from the perspective of like the States I am most kind of involved in <laughs> upper Midwest, like pretty good night. Yes, before we move into other Midwest states, I just want to 
bring your attention to, you know, there's a lot of conversation about white nationalism and Nazis and the things that are happening around the country. And I think sometimes people might think it's a little exaggerated and um, that, you know, these people carrying the tiki torches aren't actually Nazis, even though they 100% are when they're doing the Heil Hitler. And, you know, it's, it, these people are 100% Nazis, but if you needed any more evidence, the guy who calls himself a literal Nazi, the literal Nazi in Illinois, Arthur Jones ran as a Republican um, in the third district. Um, he didn't win. Um, he was he was destroyed. But let me tell you this: he was n- not destroyed enough, no. in my opinion. He got twenty six point five percent of the vote. Fifty six thousand. 649 people cast their vote for a literal (laughs) Nazi. Not great. And it's not a district that's like historically (laughs) Nazi leaning. (laughs) But here's, here's another point. I'm going to be John. I'm going to be merciful. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to assume that some people, Saw the R and saw the R and let's say Did he have a Nazi instead of R next to it? Yeah, he had a swastika next to his name. Um let's say fifty percent um just did that. That's still twenty eight thousand people who are like, cool, let's vote. I want a Nazi representing my district. Sure. You know, this is, it's, it's, it just, it's, it's, I can't, I mean, there's no chance that he was going to win, but at the same time, isn't there kind of a chance that he could win? Because let's be real. We're living in the upside down from stranger things (laughs) where nothing makes sense and there are monsters everywhere. (laughs) Yep. They don't look as cool as the ones in the show. They just look like old white guys. <laughs> they look like old white guys who are their Nazis. Mouth, their mouths don't open up into the flaps or anything <laughs> um, that we know of. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, Nazi support aside, uh, to the north of us in Wisconsin, Scott Walker oh, lost. Uh, see governor uh, there, which feels pretty great. Yes, I'm super pumped about. Um, I'm super pumped about Scott Walker losing. Um, you know, I'll just say this about J.B. Pritzker in Illinois. Billionaire or not, Rauner, also yeah. with Roscom, just yep. the worst. Very similar. There uh, didn't do anything. Didn't or do anything with anyone. Also, I mean, never Rauner, passed a budget. Rauner, yeah, he our our state is has had a fiscal crisis. Um. I mean, our our state has been a dis- there. There, you, there's you a can lot. Also, of- find Illinois in the worst in Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you could. There's a lot of fingers to point sure. in Illinois. Yep. We're not a state that uh, that how you say 
uh, has its shit together. <laughs> no. We're, there's so much corruption yep. everywhere. You could just swing a stick yep. in, in, you know, in Springfield and just hit corruption. Yep. But, and I'm, this is on both, yeah, there's on both, for sure. on both sides. So it's, th- there's a reason that so many of our former governors <laughs> are in, in prison. <laughs> That's what we said last night when Fritzker was accepting, which was like exciting, but it was also like, that guy's going to go to jail, right? <laughs> like yeah. odds are better than not. I mean, if, if there's, if there is any, if history shows, has shown us anything, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not even convinced that Rauner hasn't done something sketchy that we yeah. haven't found out yet. But I mean, also, Anyway, I don't want to talk about Rauner. He's gone. Yep. And I'm hoping that JB, um, that other progressives like Daniel Biss um, can try and hold him accountable to progressive policies in our state. Yeah, and I am excited for Lieutenant Governor that he ran with. Yes. Um, Juliana. Woman, yeah, woman of color. Um, Stratton. Yeah, that sounds right. Juliana? <laughs> Juliana Stratton. Juliana? I, yeah, I can't remember if his... I think it's Juliana. Um, but, you know, if he goes to jail, I'd be fine with her taking over. <laughs> um, so we should talk about uh, Minnesota, bro. Pretty good night Pretty from my hometown state. Yeah. Um, so we got um, the first... Muslim women in Congress. Yep. Uh, Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. which is my brother's district. That's right. Yep. First Somali American. Yes. Uh, yes. Woman or yeah. person? Yeah. I think person. Maybe person. First Somali American. Which person is to be cool because there's a big Somali community. It's true. Um, up in Minneapolis, um, and I think it's uh, Rashida Talib, mm-hmm. um, and also. There are, uh, I don't, I think those, both of those women are, no, only Ilhan Omar is in Minnesota, right? Yes. Yeah. Something else exciting happened in Minnesota. (laughs) Um, yeah, my, in my parents' district, um, they, they, they're, um, this douchebag of a guy lost, um, and he said something horrible, like, you know, lamenting, you know, that, you know, back in the day, there was, you know, it was still a time when you could call a woman a cunt or something like that. <laughs> wow. Just something like horrific like that. Um, but that guy is out, th- thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, a big night for uh, women of color. Um they're Native American, first Native American oh, women. Yeah. I, the new lieutenant governor of Minnesota is a Native American woman who I know a little bit. Um, oh, yeah? She nice. uh, was involved with uh, Sojourners when I worked there. Oh, and cool. she's awesome, and now she's the lieutenant governor of Minnesota. That's amazing. Um, also, the first openly gay man elected mm-hmm. governor, um, Jared Polis in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, not the first... Um, LGBTQ person um, in the governor uh, position that's held by Kate Brown mm-hmm. in Oregon uh, two years ago. She's openly bisexual. So, I mean, these are the things that... So, I was having this conversation with Dana today about 
not letting the loss of a handful of men overshadow all of the amazing wins by women Mm -hmm. uh, last night because 118 women will be serving in this Congress. Definitely the highest (laughs) number ever. 22%. I mean, it's... 22% 22% is still relatively low, yes, but, but I mean, compared to where we were, not yeah, very it's, long ago it's, at all. Uh, it's an increase because I think it's 107 right now. So that's 11 more women representing. And of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. the youngest woman yeah. um, in Congress ever. Um, but I also want to shout out Laura Kelly in... Kansas. Oh yeah, good night for Kansas too. <sighs> so good. Um because so <laughs> the state under Sam Brownback not great for 7 years. So he so this is kind of uh Republicans keep trying to push trickle down economics. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, hey, you, you guys, I've got this great idea. What if? What if? Now, hear me out. What if we keep giving rich people all of the money? Now, I know this sounds crazy, but I just think we need to try this again and see if cutting taxes for rich people and, biz- and businesses, let's see if that works. Mm-hmm. Um, that was great. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, Kansas was a disaster and last year they unanimously agreed to put the tax rates back to where it was Mm -hmm. because they were losing millions and millions of dollars and were having trouble funding like schools and hospitals and services for people. So, you know how life works. Shocking. You know, this it's, and Trump is like, I have this great idea. <laughs> what if I just give all of my rich friends a tax break? Mm-hmm. They're the job creators. You know, this, it's... Solid. We're going to go down the road again of the 2008 financial crisis. Yeah. We're, it's going to, it's probably not going to play out necessarily hundred percent in the same way, but you, it's just not, it's not going to work It doesn't work. It won't work. And you, you can't have, you can't build an economy off the backs of, uh, or you can't like off the, you know, you can't have all of, the middle class and lower and and lower income people holding up the entire economy and expect um, rich people to just be like, oh, let's just, you know, because when you give rich people more money, they keep it mm-hmm. because they reinvest it right, and just keep making more money. When you give it to lower income and middle class people, you know, they save some, but right. they also spend, spend it, it yep. and buy things and maybe buy a new car or 
you know, maybe they buy a house or whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm excited for, for Kansas. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be great for them. Oh, I also want to shout out, um, our neighbor to the East, uh, in, uh, Indiana, uh, Joe Donnelly, the Democrat lost in, um, in his campaign, he ran a, a great Republican race. Sure. Um, but wait, Andrew, didn't you say he was Democrat? Yes, what? I did. But if you watch any of Joe Donnelly's ads, yeah, you would think you'd be like, oh, that's a great Republican ad. Yeah, just take him out and put a Republican. He's like, he's like. I support Trump's border wall and, you know, the leftists want to make socialized medicine. And I, it's like Reagan said, peace through strength. It's like, right. okay, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. Are, like what, what, what base are you, are you like, I mean, why would, why would anybody vote for you when they could actually vote for the Republican? Sure. On the other hand, somebody like, um, What's his name in West Virginia? Wins. Joe Manchin. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's garbage too. A conservative campaign. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. This is this is old school Democratic politics that they think what you need to do is you need to go more center. You need to go more center. Sure. And what you're seeing in a lot of these races is people who move more populist, progressive left. They start narrowing those uh, those margins, and and sometimes they win, and you you think you know in in places like Texas that is historically mm-hmm. always a solidly red state for someone like Beto O'Rourke to be within striking distance. Yeah, I mean that was a that's a big deal, and it's because you're speaking to the people about the issues they care about, not, you know, if you're talking to people about healthcare, that's at the forefront of everybody's mind. And for Ted Cruz to get up there and be like, you know, you know, let's just, I just want to make it clear that we care about pre-existing conditions. It's like, bro, <laughs> yeah, bro, you've been trying, you've been the party of repeal and replace for like the past eight years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're, you're seeing like, oh, people are starting to notice that we're trying to take their health care away. And then you're just like, oh, no, that's not, that's, it's like, don't believe your lying eyes. Right. Fake news. Um, I think we should probably <laughs> start wrapping up. You think so? I mean, unless we want to hit another three hour here. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, do you have other points you want to hit any other hot takes these are good takes um if you like our left wing analysis you're gonna love our <laughs> left coast punk um, oh shit analysis in the next segment but oh, i don't want to cut you off if you uh uh no i think uh i think i said all i wanted to say you know and we'll see how this whole uh 
nightmare <laughs> with Jeff Sessions and yeah. everything plays out yep. in, in the next hours because who even knows? Like, we can't even have, like, a day without oh, a constitutional no. like, crisis. <laughs> hours. <laughs> just and, like, uh, can we just be normal for a second? I see that Jim Acosta from CNN has now been uh, denied access to the White House. He's had his press pass removed. Oh, my God. So really? that's also going on. So by the time this episode comes out and... Uh, King Trump uh, has put us all into obedience camps. Um, I hope yeah, we, uh, this we'll news just, is still relevant. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, what, it's, it's a better day. Let's focus let's on just, that. I feel you know, a little bit better. When you, yeah, when you, um, when you start removing all the opposition, you know, just like there's no more opposition right. party if Funny there's no works. opposition. Yeah, it's uh, things are going to keep being bad so we have to keep being aware yeah um we've got this on lock yeah <laughs> in the words of mike um, well but i think uh you know think we're we're on the right track yeah and speaking of and um i'm just gonna keep prolonging this segment so i finally got this in the mail yesterday what so could be no <laughs> I'm just kidding. Burn. Um, yeah, I should have just ordered it online. I would have gotten it two years ago. Um, no, so uh, shout out to our boy, John Pavlovitz. Who Johnny we've, Pavs. Johnny Pavs. We've talked about on our pod numerous times, called out uh, some of his articles, but he just released a new book. It's called Hope and Other Superpowers, A Life-Affirming, Love-Defending, Butt-Kicking, World-Saving Manifesto. And if there's anything that I need right now, it's a little life-affirming and uh, hope. Yeah. Um, and something to read that kind of gives me a little bit of um, positivity. And yeah. it's, a, it's called A Spirited Call to Action. So... Hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can, maybe we'll do some magnified pod book reviews. Yeah, I like it. Get a book club. Sign up for the book club. <laughs> if you have hot takes of your own about our political climate. Yeah, I mean, we're super lib over here, but if you have a, if you have a different take, or if there's someone in your district, your district that won that flipped that you're excited about, or whatever, even if it's not... Um, a Democrat, whatever, whatever your experience is, everybody's going to have a different um, election night experience, but we'd like to hear, hear your thoughts. So, um, but when we come back, we will be talking about LCP, Left Coast Punk. back mm-hmm. um john <laughs> yes can you <laughs> share that amazing little uh thing you found about sorting one's house <laughs> or uh, sorting one's state into a yeah shout out to the podcast binge mode uh for those who are as big of uh, Harry Potter heads as we, and you are not yet listening to it, uh, you definitely should be. Um, in the Binge Mode Facebook group, I just was telling Andrew, I saw a post that said, 
sort each state into a house. Is there any state more Hufflepuff than Colorado? Which is very in keeping with our last segment talking about <laughs> Hufflepuffs and states and Colorado. And uh, some of the great comments include, um, let's see, uh, Florida is a squib, which <laughs> people who don't read Harry Potter is a, a non-magical offspring of a witcher wizard. Uh, Louisiana's Gryffindor. Our state motto is basically hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> New York is Slytherin. I see some uh, Minnesota's Hufflepuff, which I agree with. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey's Slytherin. <laughs> anyway. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I think if one considers the whole idea of um, Minnesota nice, mm-hmm. having like... Uh, a Hufflepuff. I mean, that just kind of that makes sense to me. Definitely. Um, let's talk LCP. Yeah. Are you down with the LCP? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, down with the LCP EP. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess this. Uh, this makes it another one of our app apps. App app. Uh, so this. So th- I'm. I'm wondering if depending on when this episode is released, it actually might be, we might release this episode right after the nine year anniversary of the release of this, uh, EP. It was released November 17th, 2009. Yeah. It was kind of, uh, in that lull period for them. Um, you know, post, Secret weapon pre plans, yeah. Because uh, this is and like I think I think probably Mike was I think doing probably doing some uh, tumble, tumble down stuff because he he started tumble down like in between right. panic and secret weapon. Yeah, I think this was so. This is about six months after on the cover two, about a month before punk rock Christmas. So. Another, uh, yeah, that period of not proper albums necessarily, but uh, another Rock City self-produced record. Yeah. And Tumble Down's first album was also released in 2009. So I wonder if it was a way of sort of um, when people were like, what's he What's he doing? What's going on with MXPX? It was right. this sort of a way of like, being like, calm your tits, people. MXPX is right. still doing things. Yeah, I uh, I had not listened to this uh, or most of it until this week. Really? And I gotta say, where has this album been all my life? Slash the last nine years. <laughs> it's I'm, pretty great. No, it is. It's actually one of the stronger uh, EPs that I think they've done. It has. I mean, for only six songs. I mean. It's it's definitely a really strong and it's the production is better than the Renaissance sure. EP. Yes. So their 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 production chops are um are but, but actually did uh did was Stephen Edgerton I think he might have Maybe had a role. It's a Steffi Edge jam. I think it might and be. I didn't know it. I have like a thousand political <laughs> tabs open right now. 
Uh, I was not aware of Big Stevie's involvement on this record, but um, probably took a break from playing in Bad Religion. To <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, he was... You know, actually, speaking of Bad Religion, Greg Graffin and Mike Herrera have the same birthday. What? Yeah, dog. Did you know Mike Herrera's dad's birthday is the day after his? Yeah, I, I saw learned that. that this week, too. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of bananas. This is this is the kind of thing that make people think that we don't do research, but yeah. uh, mastered by Stephen Edgerton. What at Armstrong Recording? Nailed it. Um, but it was recorded and mixed by Mike. Okay. I don't know why I just didn't look at the insert well. right in front of my goddamn face. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Engineer, additional engineering by Yuri and Tom. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I'd say the recording, I mean, the production is good. It's definitely like. It's no Casey Bates. It's no Casey Batesy, as I like to call him. It's kind of, I feel <laughs> like we all do. there's sort of halfway between Secret Weapon and Plans here in terms of like production sheen. <laughs> like. I feel like a lot of these songs, there's a hardcore instrument, instrumentation, like on the verses, but then the vocals and the melodies and the choruses are a little poppier. Yeah. And there's some sheen on some of that, uh, that I could do without. Um, yeah. But what I will say, I mean, I, there's certainly no uninteresting songs on this for me. I feel like they're trying a lot of things. Uh, there's some cool stuff going on. There's some complex, uh, pieces within songs. Um, so I was really happy to listen to that this week. Yes, um, as always. Uh, so we should talk about the cover of the album. Is that which a Jared Scott joint? It is a Jared Scott joint. It is a, it is a banging photo. It's pretty cool. I think it's pretty tight. Dudes are jumping. Yeah, I love black and white. I love a punk jump, bro. Love a good yeah, punk jump. I love a good punk jump. Future uh, future pod guest Jared Scott capturing the moment. Yep, I think this is one of his first, maybe one of his first tours, and right. he caught a pretty uh, pretty sick shot. Um, but so hey, so speaking of covers uh we had a a break in the mystery about the harry nux guy oh <laughs> my favorite unsolved mystery yes so evidently it was one of the guys i think the guy was uh tom's guitar tech ah. for maybe a short period of time and but like like the look of that dude's nuts. Yeah, like it's yeah, bro, you want to get on uh want to get on this photo and I guess they're like oh yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> sure. Whatever. You wanna draw my knuckles. Yeah, just uh, draw my knuckles and do should I shave my knuckles? <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I like the uh like the your hand pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Uh, so what are your, what are your thoughts on the, the CD kind of looking, kind of looking like, like a record? I think it looks cool. It's got like tape on it. Yeah, they're kind of, they're just DIYing it, getting back to their roots. (laughs) Yeah. 
Your punks. There are some. I, I I need to say that I for the CD I have it's the like a maybe a Japanese import mm. um, because it has the bonus tracks. Perfect. On here, the which we'll get into. Coffee song and keep a beat, but the insert is also has all the lyrics and also the Japanese versions of said lyrics opposite the English. Perfect. So for those who know Japanese and uh wish I don't. <laughs> nope. Mike does in that one song. <laughs> yes he does. <laughs> and he he does it very um It's pretty good. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. Um yeah I like this album, the C P. Should we should we get into it? I think we should. Just oh, get yeah. deep in. Just in there. Uh, let's start with... The first track? The first... <laughs> um, let me see. Let's just go one, two, let's, three. What the hell? Let's just four, do number one. Five, six. Yeah, we'll do one. Oh, shit. Um, can I can I make a, a guess? <laughs> yes, you can. Is this your number three? It's my number one. It's bro. your number one. Wow. Is it your number three? Uh, <laughs> it's not on my list, bro. What? You thought it would be as low as three, but it's it it narrowly. So here here are my reasons. Well, first, since it's your number one, I want to hear your. Uh, the reason is that it rules. <laughs> it does rule. <laughs> the bass line in the opening? It does. Come on, man. It does rule. It makes me want to do a punk jump off of this table and smash through a wall. I know. But uh, here, do you want to know one of the reasons that, and maybe it's, it's not fair, after after rolling strong... <laughs> that's true. Here's... So, I'm not going... I can't... <laughs> It can't fault a song. This was ten years ago. Yes. No. But here. But here's the. Th- here's. Here's another thing. So after listening to that, do you hear how like almost it. muted? Yeah. It sounds. Well, it doesn't have that Mike Carrera, Ernie Ball bass grittiness. Yeah. It. It just. We are on record as saying the production and sound on their newest record is probably the best to date. Yeah. I don't think that's the case for the CP, but, um, so that might account for some of it. I hear you, but this rocks so hard. It does. It really does. <laughs> um, there's definitely some of that pop sheen and vocals, uh, to the harmonies in the chorus there, but I'm still, 
I'm still into it. Yeah. I'm here for so it. here, here is, um, there, this, this kind of gets to some of the, the mixing and, uh, inconsistencies on this EP that I want to get to, um, that we'll, I'll talk about in other songs, but there's this one part in one step further where they do a hard stop yeah. and come back in. And you love it. I do love it, <laughs> but here, let me, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to find it here real quick and, and then I'll see if you can notice it. I, so when I listen to this on headphones and I'm listening to the song all the way through, I feel like the the volume or the gain or the mastering of the song, like it almost feels like it got quieter hmm. and that kind of throws me off every time I listen to it. Sure. So, and again, this, these are just like me being kind of nitpicky, yeah. but here's, here's another thing. This song, the, the, one of the things about this EP is that, um, one step further is actually one of my favorite songs on the EP. Okay. I didn't put it in my top three um, for a couple reasons, but it 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 should be because I identify with the lyrics a lot mm-hmm. about sort of uh, trying to be a better person sure. and trying to be kind of a, 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 a different dude. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I was, that's kind of like when I think of this song, it's like, I don't know that I, I kind of look at who I was and that who I was, was not who I wanted to be. And, um, maybe you're and, running. <laughs> I'm 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 constantly I'm Just constantly like running. But he he says I've I've I got a problem keeping it under control. Um and one step closer to the goals he set, further from a life full of regret. And I don't know if this is he's written a lot about mental health, but like when from at least for my own brain, when I hear this song, it's like um, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be a better dude and trying to be a better person and trying get, trying to get further from the person that I don't want to be or who I was. Mm-hmm. But you don't resonate enough with it to put it in your top three. Um, I mean, I, I, it's weird that I didn't <laughs> because I'm making an argument for why it should be <laughs> right. probably my number one. Is it because of the production? I don't know. I don't know. It, hmm. It's just one step further away from your list than it should it be. It is. Um, but. Well, I'm very curious to hear your your list now. I'm still standing. Best for you and me. 
understand Where we are and where we've been Where we're going and what we'll find within Desperate to understand Where we are and where we've been Desperate to understand Desperate to understand is that on your list? It's my number one. Dang, it's my number three. <laughs> That's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 part of me when I was w- driving over here, I was doing my mental list of the songs I think were uh, on yours. <laughs> Did you expect this to be? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know your third one for sure. I okay. 100% know. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was, yeah, I went back and forth with my number three and my number two. So, yeah. So it's, I just love the. It's awesome. It's, it's super rad. I love that it's really fast until it slows way down for the bridge. Yep. And then it comes right back up to super fast. Again. Yeah. <laughs> So great. Yeah. So, I really like it. Yep. Super good. What do you think it's about? I feel like it's kind of about how he wants to understand. Like he's he's almost like desperate to understand. <laughs> Such an asshole. I read through the lyrics, <laughs> but they didn't uh, do much for me. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> um you know, part of part of me, like this is still I feel like in like on the cusp of kind of dark MXPX a little bit. Agreed. In some of these. Especially in this next song. Yeah. Um, just like the first song, it, it seems like these two songs to me sound like self work. Yes. And, uh, I resonate with that. Yeah. And I like that. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know. It it, it it does something for me, but yeah. my own interpretation, sure. I'm not going to necessarily put that on top of sure. whatever Mike meant in his songwriting. I think he's figuring things out. Yeah. And, I, uh, and I'm and i down for it. Yeah, I like it. It feels, um, you know, we just talked about the self-titled record and how it was very present and grateful and yep. almost at peace, and that is not where he's at on the CP. No, definitely not. Definitely not on this song. Broken. So before we get into the song, <laughs> the very beginning of the song to I me, I about this too. It, it. Should we just keep listening and then we'll comment on it after? <laughs> <Sure>. Okay. <laughs> Like that needle in your arm, I just can't get enough So I'm ignoring the alarm stuck in a wooden box Should be asleep without a sound, there is no daylight here Feels like I'm six feet underground My legs are broken, my arms are broken My lungs aren't breathing, my head is bashed in My legs are broken, my arms are broken My heart is broken I'm curious about what you're going to say. 
So. Oh, 100%, yes. This was in my head. I'm like, is this a before everything and after B-side? Yeah. Because it's... It has that same sort of like, oh, this is going to be a fun song. We're bouncy and winky. But, But then it's like... But then it goes Fuck. to a dark place. I, I hate touring. Needle, touring is the worst. Yeah, the needles in his in the other person's arm within like seconds. Um, I mean, my understanding is that touring is fucking awful, but it's like a drug, and he can't, and he needs uh, it. That, see, this was one that I was going to ask you. It what's says going on here. the road is killing me, just like the needle in your arm. I just can't get enough. Okay, so I'm ignoring the Wouldn't alarm. It be the needle in my arm then. Well, he says the road is killing me just like the needle in your arm. Who's the you? I don't know. Somebody who's doing drugs, who's (laughs) addicted to drugs, who's addicted to the road. He's just pointing out a drug addict and saying, my touring (laughs) experience is similar to yours. (laughs) Someone who has an addiction. My notes were, uh, he's dying. She's on drugs. Both on drugs. (laughs) So, I don't know. I think yours is probably more correct. Um, No, my comment. Everybody's dead? (laughs) Your comment uh, about the Before Everything song is correct but where i was going was that do you remember the song new age girl no <laughs> i've got a new age girl no tell us what she's like what who did this song <laughs> um dead eyed dick i want to say please google it <laughs> what <laughs> mary moon you will know this song oh yeah mary moon new age girl the beginning is like very similar the like do 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 <laughs> Which, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come. Yeah. Okay. You remember that, right? Yes. Okay. So that is a song. Um, but I was just like, I think we've talked, is that, what is that? Kings of Hollywood that it sounds like? Yes. Um, I think we've been talked about that on the Before Everything app that we did where it's just like, I just like picture like a goofy dude, like, hey, like, I don't know. It, it doesn't put me in the right frame of reference. Definitely wearing like cargo shorts and a visor, you know, yeah. bleached bleach tips with some like jokelies. Uh, but I do, I, I like it. It's a little all over the place. There's a lot going on. Um, yeah. Musically and lyrically. Um Lots of destruction happening. <laughs> He's in a bad way. A lot of yeah. things are broken, and I like this part. My heart is <laughs> yep. I got a new age girl. Yep. Uh, so that's that one. <laughs> Not I mean, on I don't dislike. Chapters. I don't dislike no, I the song. It just, it just sort of smacks of Kings of Hollywood. Yeah, that's a great point. That's probably why it's not in my top three. Um, but you know this one, I hundred percent knew this song was yeah. in your top three, and I can tell you one hundred percent why after <laughs> we hear this jam. I can't wait. Like a paper cup I was 
Mike Moen. Okay. It's the same guy. Who is that guy again? It's his name is Mike Moen. But he, what is band is he in? He's in a he's in some Bremer some some Bremerton band. Yeah. Um I was trying to remember this too. As soon as I heard it, I was like, that's the guy from Chop Shop. It is one hundred percent the same guy. And yes, it is my number two. Yep. I and it is this. my <laughs> number two as well. Yes. I yeah. I'm so on board for this song. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think you're correct that my love of Chop Shop probably <laughs> translates over here. It's got the same kind of like, Jagai! <laughs> but I love that dude. I want to know what his band is so I can get into them. Yeah, I, you need. Um, we need to get more... We need more Mikey Moe yeah, on... Uh, I'm down. See, this is this is definitely Dark and Dirty MXPX. Yeah. Um, he also did... Uh, Mike Moen also did... He designed the screw loose artwork oh. for the seven inch record. Seems like an interesting dude. Yeah. Hashtag get him on the pod. Gotta get him on the pod. I gotta find this guy. His name is Mike the Pike Moen. Oh, he's even got a dope nickname. Yeah, right? What a real punk. <laughs> he's punk AF. Um I wanna be the Pike or something like that. I mean, what's uh what would be your Johnny the Potts pot? <laughs> <laughs> Big Johnny Potts. Nope. Johnny Potts is not a not a not a good good look. No. Um yeah, I feel like it's kinda like the rest of the album in the sense that like it's got this very hardcore feel and then it like sorta goes into some um more sort of like polished vocals and like That's actually one of maybe one of the reasons why I thought one step further wouldn't make your top three. Yeah. Because it would maybe be a little, a little too bit polished. too secret just, weapon yeah. or too um too um what's the too yeah, like the beginning of like secret weapon, it's like got this Yeah, you know rad no, I do. But then, I but do then love it gets song. into like it goes somewhere else. It goes into like the big soaring yeah. chorus. I know what you mean, and I agree. And I have to say, listening back to Shanghai and Shanghai just now is like, ooh, is this my number one? I don't know. But I just feel like that. Like it's just undeniable. Yeah, it's, it's so super much rad. Smaller than we think we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one, it's. I think. Yeah, it just ekes it out. But I just. I wish it it had grit to it. Sure. Because it doesn't. It, it, Shanghai it, does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. we need to get. To, we need to get the to breakdown. the. Yeah. Let's get to that breakdown. Oof. It rules. That bass part. Oof. Yes. Talking about prog metal. Yeah. Right. I'm here for this. Dun dun dun. Yeah. And then back into the verse. It's so great. We were talking last episode about how we're here for 
uh, prog rock and prog metal. That's kind of like, and we yeah. were like joking, like MXPX needs a 13 minute prog metal <laughs> anthem. And that, I think we got a little taste of what it yeah. would sound like. And I, would, I like I it. I would be down for Mike Moe and getting down on the, Hell yeah. on some of those vocals. Swabbing the deck, <laughs> I'm planning my escape. <laughs> so death. Yeah. That little, uh, that I don't, I don't even know like how to put my <laughs> finger on the kind of vocal that he sings. He's like a pirate or something. <laughs> Punk it's as like, hell. Yeah, he. I mean, he. It's almost like rancid esque. Yeah. Or, yeah. um, like I played a punk character right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm into it. I don't know. It, it's. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't put my finger on I who think sounds is like. Close, but yeah, there's probably somebody who's a little more. Yeah. I want to know about the origins of the song lyrically. Like, did something terrible happen in Shanghai? Um, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm. I'm assuming there. It's this. This. This album has a lot of touring kind of stories it seems like maybe this is when they were kind of fed up (laughs) yeah maybe this was because this was sort of around the time that the documentary yeah um both ends burning where they're just like i don't know maybe this was kind of pushing them to their limits yeah they were too young to die (laughs) they Um, were swabbing the deck (laughs) yeah i uh i don't know i even was like is it cool to say you got Shanghai? That feels vaguely racist it, to me. It's, but it's, it's probably okay because it's, it's like a bad location. Yeah, I mean it's a it's problematic fave. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's correct. Um, um, okay, so yeah, wait. I, heard, I haven't I haven't um, looked up the um, the etymology of whether it's it says informal coerce or trick someone into a place or position or into doing something. Sometimes like they'll say, um, in the definition, they'll, they'll say like origins racist. (laughs) No, but they'll, they'll say like derogatory or like, yeah, I don't think it's that, but it certainly has the connotation that like you'll get screwed over if you go to (laughs) China and specifically Shanghai. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Shanghai is, well, it says it's, uh, um, practice of kidnapping people to serve as sailors by coercive techniques. Oh, that makes sense with the swabbing the deck and stuff. Yeah. It's all coming together. Mike was a pirate for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, Yar. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. I'm here for pirate MXPX. Um, man, we've done some great wiki. Yeah, we have. On this app. <laughs> if you want to know more about getting Shanghai, <laughs> look it up. Yeah. Uh, and they have like all these, uh, people with these, Notable crimps. <laughs> if you've got a notable crimps <laughs> section in your Wikipedia page, <laughs> things are going well. Um, yeah, I want to talk about having a sick nickname. <laughs> Johnny the Crimps Potter, <laughs> they call me. Oh, oh Crimps is here. Here, speaking of uh, speaking of Canada, Andy Shanghai Canuck Maloney. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah. want to be friends with that guy. Right. Um, <laughs> Chris Blind Boss Buckley. That's awesome. Wish I was a Shanghai boss. Joe. These are all great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We need to. You're. You're. Uh. 
you're Johnny Shanghai Potter now. I'm, I'm into it, even if it appears racist. <laughs> um, Let's not have you on record saying that. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely for something if it sounds cool, even if it's totally racist. Your ra- your, your question is racist. I racist. didn't get Shanghai in Shanghai. Racist, wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> It's too bad we're not uh, recording this because you get to people would see my terrible Trump faces. Oh man! Because when I do the voice, I have to do the hands, <laughs> little gestures. I have to do the hands. Your hands it's, get smaller somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so he has two hand. He, well, he, he has three hand gestures. It's the the double OKs, uh-huh. and then he does the the points, right, and then he brings them together. And then, and then he does the the two. The two hands. Come on, come on, what the hell? Yeah, he he's like he's pleading, like he's begging. He has his two hands. He's like, and then yeah. this, the okay, the, the double ones, uh-huh. and then the hands out. <laughs> this is great audio. Yeah, he. This is, is this is great for a podcast. <laughs> this is great podcast material. He's got two hand gestures, unlike Rick Allen, who's only got one hand gesture. <laughs> Bringing it back to Def Lap. Burn notice. Yeah, but he still does more than Trump could with a drum kit. That's I don't know, true. Something like that. <laughs> anyway. He lost um, a little bit there, but well, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, I would like to see, I, I mean, I would like to see Trump. Like, I bet if Trump met Rick Allen, he would find some way to be like, uh, I bet, you know, I'm amazing. I'm a, I used to drum. I'm an amazing drummer. I could do more with... My two arms and you can with one. It's like... I'm sure he would. Say something really stupid like that. Oh, man. Speaking of hopeless cases. (laughs) I'm a hopeless case. You can see it written on my face. But I gotta believe I can change Cause this town is breaking down around me Everything that I see Is breaking down around me So this is uh, Mike's Emo Corner a hundred percent. I'm a I'm a hopeless case. It, it almost it almost reminds me of waking up is hard to do when no one loves you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> just what are the the <laughs> yeah that just sort of like opening with that's an all time you know I'm a hopeless case. You can see it right on my face. <laughs> I'm oh. a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, Fuck me. Am me. I right, guys? <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm basically um, Peter Roscombe. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for those Roscombe bonus tracks. Um, <laughs> I would He's say, got the time on his hands. Yeah. He's got a great EP coming. Like it says it, he got Shanghai this election. <laughs> oh, um, shit. <laughs> I would say that Hopeless Case is interesting i'm not sure it totally works like there's a lot going on here again <laughs> yeah um, it's it's weird it almost like has an anti-chorus yeah it yeah it doesn't really transitions. go anywhere no no i still like it because it i guess because this town is breaking down around me is the chorus right but it's kind of an unsatisfying chorus yeah. It doesn't reach the heights of one step further or desperate to understand or really any other song on this EP. 
Uh, we've heard two of your three. Yes. yes, you have. All right, I can put these. Oh wait. Or can you? Or can I? It's that time again. It's that time again. The show has now come to an end. If you want a it's best life, <laughs> crack one open. Where are my friends? We have no best time. lives left. Yeah, it's that time again. Let's jump into the car and get it on the road. Turn up your favorite songs on the radio. Stay out on that long, cause no one wants to go home. No one wants to go home. This is End. I was the single from this record, which makes sense. Um, certainly, I mean, I've heard, I had heard this one. I can't remember if what we've seen in. I think it was. I think it was in. Maybe it was in Both Ends Burning. That could be. They featured some of these songs in Both Ends Burning. Yeah, Um, it's certainly the poppiest on this batch. Yep. it's yeah, but again, there's kind of a lot going on. There's, I'd say, it's pretty good. It's I'm not quite as into it as the others on the record, um, but there's like, you know, fun sing along, kind of like ska verses almost, which is different for them. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, it's 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 sort of like a. F- little a bit of a almost a little fusion or something yeah something's going on because they do have that like um yeah i like this reverb guitar sound yeah it's cool it's that time it's pretty again. different for them it's that time again the show has now come to an end <laughs> um um gold star vocals on our part Yes. I, yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I busted out the best life voice there. Cause I'm like, this seems like it's a commercial. Like it you does. can see the song, like just a couple buds, like hanging out. Yeah. Do you want to have the best life? <laughs> well then just yeah. head on over to silver city and grab yourself a best life IPA. <laughs> Your friends will appreciate it when you're at your latest campfire. Busting out your acoustic guitar, you turn to your pal and say, Hey, you're my friend. <laughs> Have a best life with me. You nailed it. Don't get Shanghai. <laughs> get your best life. Are you broken? <laughs> Is that a needle in your arm? Why don't you come on over here to Silver City and have a best life? Yes. Um, I wish yeah, we were drinking a best life right <laughs> now. Sad. R.I.P. Um, so yeah, that that was one of the instrumentals. Yeah, that was perfect. Uh, Designed that, for usages such yeah. as that one. <laughs> yeah. So they this the CD came with three instrumental bonus tracks. Right. One step further. I don't know why one would need these. I guess if they're going to do karaoke. I think we should. Okay. Let's uh. Let's yeah, let's 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 crank that up. Little Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh shit. 
those, those are my ad libs. I've got stacks of notebooks with words written through. Got a basement for junk and a heart just for you. It's just the way I am. That's just the way I am and always will be. We're both trying to harmonize. Well, it's also almost 10 o'clock at your house. I'm not going to start screaming. That was already part Jenny, Jenny just texted me. It's loud. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes. Fuck. Sorry, Jenny. Anyway, um, that's... Can you tell her? Can you tell her that was all my fault? <laughs> Andrew says it's his fault. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were... Tell her we were doing MXPX karaoke. Oh, I understand. Oh, oh that's fine. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. We will uh, <laughs> um, stop yelling. That's what these in- instrumental tracks are made for. We should for, have though. closed the door. Mm, yeah. That's probably the problem. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so, anyway, there are three additional songs. Um, Some might say not needed. <laughs> um, On a String is one of the weirdest editions yeah. of an MXPX song on any of the EPs that they've released. And particularly the vocals are weird. Um I so it 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 was part of the bonus tracks for the regular CD. Mm-hmm. Um uh I don't know why this was released. <laughs> it's just a demo, right? Yeah, but Considering the tight nature of the six songs. Right. Yeah. Why this one? It it seems like not even a fully thought out song. Perhaps even a demo version of a real song. (laughs) Weird. That is not my... That's just my Yeah. <laughs> um not it's kind of in keeping with like the metal-y vibe of some of the songs though. I mean <laughs> I guess if there's a more polished final version with better vocals, I think I'd be into it. Um I would support that. But yeah, at this point, it's it it just it seems it it seems kind of a weird song to include on a I don't know it's it's I wouldn't even say it's like up to like let it happen standards of demos. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah. Um. So that is on a string. So now we get to the. Two Japanese bonus tracks, one of them being uh, the coffee song.
Some folks had mentioned this as a favorite B-side or rarity. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Dr. Jen Mandigo, I believe. Dr. Jen. There might have been some other folks. Um, This is my number three. Okay, interesting. It's really fun. It's it's fun, and I find it works for me in a way that other sort of winky songs haven't in the past. Sure. And maybe it's because it's on an EP or it's a bonus track that's not. Yeah. And maybe it's just like, well, this is not a, you know, it's not, you know, thrown on the end of a, of secret weapon or something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not, it's not tightly wound, you know? It does feel different from the rest of the songs here. It does. <laughs> Even End, which is like uh, poppier and stuff. Um, but yeah. It's, it's bouncy. It dang, is very dang, bouncy. Dang, 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 in kind dang. of a fun way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. It's fun. It's, uh, I don't know. As we know, legalistic people suck. But I wonder if the legalists out there will say, well, it's not technically part of the EP, so... Can you count it in your top three, which well, then if, if I'll see the, you in court. If the legalistic people who suck say that, then I will throw one step further into my top three then. <laughs> sure. Which then means we would have all three of the same songs. Yeah. And I think that you, your instincts about what my order perhaps should have been were probably right. Like I I went back and forth. I don't know. They're, they're flexible. Yeah. But Shanghai could very easily be my number one. Yeah. Um, I think this comes from the 2008 7-inch that Keep a Beat was the side be on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Keep a Beat has a similar vibe, I would say. But uh, not as good. <laughs> nope.
I think I'm I think I'm more into it than you are. Uh, <laughs> I I'm I'm not on board for sort of this kind of like manufactured <laughs> yeah. kind of sentimentality. Yes. It it's a little too slick. I'm not even I'm just talking about the lyrics like it sounds like another commercial. This is for you. This is man. your bud. This one's for you. <laughs> Tap the rubbies. life. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, this one feels like another ad campaign or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It, but it I will, does, I think it's doesn't catchy. float my penis. <laughs> I think it's catchy and fun enough to float mine a little bit, but um yeah. Yeah. Doesn't do much for me. Well, those bonus tracks are an interesting collection, but I will say the core six songs I am super on board with. I am as well. Um, oh, so, you know, something that we didn't mention uh, in the... Uh, we also on this... On the um, gang vocals, you have Jack Parker and Harley Trotland who are the members of two of the members of Tumbledown. Yeah. Interesting. And formerly of the Rocky Point All-Stars, which is another sort of like alt country band. And I think Mike pretty much just said, you're my band now. <laughs> yeah. You come here now. <laughs> you come. Um, yeah. I'm excited for us to get into Tumbledown. Yeah. Down the road here. Yeah. Um, I also just um, got... Uh, an art, an Arthur vinyl in the mail today. Dope. Yeah. Excited for that too. Yeah, boy. Um, but yeah, that was Left Coast Punk. Let us know your thoughts. Um, I think that's about your all we got to say. Thoughts and ideas, if you will. All of those things. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You can go ahead and follow us mm-hmm. at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a review or a rating? You can uh, just mash that subscribe button. <laughs> crush that just like. crush it at uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. What else can folks do? Um, they can email us, magnifiedpod at gmail.com. They can call us on our voicemail line, 872-762-4763 or 872-7-MAG-POD and tell us all their feels. That's right. Um, uh, what are we doing on our next episode? Um, unclear. <laughs> it is, it is unclear. Uh, perhaps a very special interview episode. Per, perhaps an interview. Perhaps, um, perhaps we will be tumbling down. Oh, perhaps. We'll see. I don't know. We have, we are getting to the point where we're just saying, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. happens. We'll see what happens. You have very strong feelings about what you think we should cover next. Yep. Let us know. Um, and we just gave you all the ways yeah. with which you can communicate That's those opinions to S- us. Send us an owl post. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Send send us your send us a headwig style. Don't send us a pig widgeon. Yeah. It's just gonna slam into our window yeah. over here at the studios. Um, well, we're closing out with Harry Potter jokes as we always do, <laughs> and uh, whatever we cover next episode, we can tell you that we'll. Have an interview. Nope. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> really thought I had it that time. Uh, okay. <clears throat> well, 
whatever we cover next episode, <laughs> I can tell you that it'll be about time for podcasts at our house, and it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? Just for you. Too loud. It's just the way I am.